0: morning, morning. It's a real pleasure to be able to minister to you. My name is Fifi. So last week, uh, Pastor Carol began a, a series called Words to Live By, uh, and she shared a great message. And I really got the privilege of, of building on that today. And so I'm gonna share a message called um, The Easy Yoke. And I love this message. I'm super excited to share with you from the heart of Jesus. So let's, let's pray. And let's trust Jesus to impact our hearts this morning. Okay. Father, thank you so much for the fact that you know us and you love us. Thank you that you know our hearts. And even as we come to you, even as we say, Lord Jesus, you know my situation. I thank you that you speak, you move, you touch. And this morning we're asking for a touch straight from your heart to ours. We're asking for a a transformation to take place that will astound us and astound the world. Amen. Great. So recently, I think it was, it was actually Friday last week. um, I was doing a Bible study with some friends. We were having a good time and suddenly one of them shared something and said, you know, for the longest time i struggled to connect with God. I, I know all the facts in my head, but my heart is so far from him. And, and she said it with such sadness. And, and then another friend packed up and said, me too. And uh, the heartbreaking moment was when a third friend of mine, these all young people said, oh, I felt so far from God for the longest time. I don't know where, how I can encounter him. And you know, everything in me wanted to give some advice. And say this is what you should do this is how you can and i, I was i was deeply saddened because because i know how difficult life can be even when you're experiencing god's heart but to go through life and not experience what god feels and not know what his thoughts are was profoundly saddening for me and uh i resisted the urge to give advice and and so what i've been doing rather than giving them uh, advice about oh you should do this have you is i've been praying for them to to see and encounter the heart of God. Because the one thing I did know about this situation is that Jesus wanted to connect with them. His heart wasn't that they'd be distant from him. And so that's what I've been doing now. You see, the, 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 the thing about life is that there are times when it is easiest to miss the heart of God or easiest to feel distant from the heart of God or to misunderstand his heart even though you know all the right things in your head but in your heart you wonder am i abandoned why is this happening to me are times of difficulty or times of extreme busyness and we we start to wonder at the heart of God and so this is a message about the heart of God and how it helps us to be all that life throws at us so i'm going to read a, a scripture in a in a couple of versions now I know sometimes from being someone who listens to sermons as well, but sometimes when the person is reading the scripture, you think, okay, 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 I'll I'll, I'll listen, but kind of half listen, and then I'll hear what the person has to say. But a lot of the preach will actually come through from me just reading the scripture. So I want you to listen particularly intensively, intensely and attentively. <laughs> I made a new word. Um, to this scripture because i really feel like God will minister to you even as i read them so matthew 11 verse 28 to 30. it might be a common scripture to many of you but but listen to what it says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What an offer. Rest for our souls. Not just for our bodies, because our souls will eventually cause our bodies to experience rest as well. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Now, this is in a different translation, the Passion Translation. It says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me and I will refresh your life. Jesus says that. For I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Wow. Third version. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Let this truth sink even deeper. Are you tired? Worn out? Burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly you know I, I almost i almost call this this message freely and lightly because that's the beautiful offer that jesus makes in the scripture not for me not just for uh the super christian or the person who's really deep with jesus but he says Anyone who is experiencing weariness, tiredness, burnt-outness, the weight of life has been hitting you, sounds very familiar, doesn't it? You know, one of the things I absolutely adore about this scripture is that sometimes it can feel like Jesus doesn't know our world. You can read what the scripture asks of us and you can go, whoa, this this is an ideal and I don't disagree with it in principle. But if you knew my world, you would know this was unrealistic. And, and Jesus starts this invitation to come to him in the midst of saying, I see your world. I know what your world looks like. I know the kids haven't been sleeping. I know that this friend of yours maybe uh, passed away through COVID. I, 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 I know the difficult bosses and and marriage challenges and, and work challenges and feeling purposeless at work sometimes and and wondering you know jesus comes into all the thick of n- no time even for yourself feeling like you're being poured out in life feeling that you need to make the money stretch in and he comes in the midst of all of that and he says i understand i understand See, he steps into our world but not only does he step into our world and and for me that's incredible because sometimes in, in life, we can, we can imagine that Jesus, who is powerful and ruling over the universe, but he's the same Jesus who steps in and says, come to me. You see, Jesus is not intimidated by our worlds. He's not intimidated by the complexity of our hearts and our relationships. And he's not intimidated by the challenges that face us. It's in the midst of those challenges. He, he acknowledges them, but then he says, i offer you a new way to bear it, a completely new way to live in the midst of all that's going on. I mean, even as I'm speaking, you realize what good news this is because you've realized this probably, as I have, that the older you get in life, the more you realize that life is not a day on the beach, but often feels like life in the battle zone. And the kind of help we need is not beachfront life, the things you would do when life was easy, but when the chaos is hitting you from all sides, when life won't stop so that you can get off. That's what we need Jesus to speak into, and and he profoundly does that in the scripture. What's your life like at this moment? Whatever you are experiencing, this word is for you because Jesus is speaking into that kind of world. Now, before... We get to what Jesus is offering. You see, in fact, let me let me let me say this. <laughs> to tired, burnt out, weary people, what would you expect Jesus to offer? I'll tell you in truth, I would expect him to offer a mattress or a pillow and say, Hey, you are exhausted. You're tired. Your soul is weary. You're carrying some things, you're struggling through sin issues, or you, you're feeling. The weight of condemnation, or some relationship, is really chafing at your soul and is making you sore and weary. And you wonder if there's anyone who really understands. Maybe you need some time out on the mattress. But notice that Jesus doesn't offer a mattress; he offers a yoke. Now, why this is unusual? This is an agricultural metaphor, and Jesus would often speak from the normal things that people had, and 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 always. All the people listening to him would understand immediately because this was an agrarian society. They would understand that a yoke was something that an animal used to bear a burden. Now, I'll I'll get to talking about what Jesus is offering there because this is an unusual metaphor. It's good news, but it's it's an unusual metaphor because you would expect him to offer a mattress, but he offers a yoke. But before he does that, notice the first thing he says here and it is profound, and this is the real power behind this scripture. Is that he says, and I will, I will actually quote the direct scripture. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You see, that's, that's really part of the key. The reason why the rest comes by being yoked to Jesus is because of his heart. First of all, he directs us to his heart. Now, unless you understood the nature of this revelation, this, um, what Jesus is saying here, you wouldn't be wowed by it. But here's what is totally wow. This is God in the flesh. And he says specifically, and this literally is the only place in the four Gospels. This is, and the four Gospels are Jesus, uh, a description of Jesus' life on earth. And this is the only place where he directs and speaks about his own heart. We can infer many things from his life, from his teachings, from the way he was. And that is, that is beautiful. But, but there's a certain profoundness which we need to take seriously when Jesus says, here, And he opens up and says, this is my heart. We've been used to think of the heart as something like my emotions. And and the heart does include the emotions, but the heart is not the emotions only. In scripture, when, when scripture talks about the heart like this, what it means is it's the deepest place in an individual where their life, their actions, the driving force of who they are emerges from. It's the core of their personhood and what it's kind of what wakes them up in the morning and what drives them forward and what, what, what determines their decisions and what they go hard after and, and so on. So, Jesus is saying this here beneath all of it all, when you come down to the core of who I am, I am gentle and humble. Now, some of those other um, scriptures describe what, what that really means and, and here's what he's saying he's really saying that notice some of the other words that that are used in some of the other words gentle humble and easy to please that was one of the profound ones for me easy to please there's a guy called dane Auckland who who says this about about Jesus speaking about his heart meek humble gentle Jesus is not trigger-happy not harsh reactionary easily exasperated he is the most understanding person in the universe the posture most natural to him is not a pointed finger but an open heart but, but open arms not a pointed finger but open arms can you see what it's saying here it's saying here that the heart of jesus for us is so understanding so gentle so easily pleased so non-demanding in fact as we come to his heart what we realize is that he doesn't feel about us like we often feel about ourselves when we're going through the mill of life in fact his delight in us, his joy, his pleasure, his peacefulness, his his sense of, I'm not coming to burden you with more expectation, but I'm coming to delight you with the fact that you have met my expectations and I love you and I know where you're at and I'm your greatest cheerleader. That's the heart of Jesus. and 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 you see, this might not sound so profound, but, but but here's where the power of that really is. You see, when stuff happens to us, when, when the demands, and I use the word specifically here, the demands of life come, normally the, th- the place where we struggle most is when we're under stress, the fear of thinking, will I actually be able to make this happen? When we drop the ball, when we are angry with the kids because life was so rushed and, and we know we should be more patient, at those moments, we actually accuse ourselves, and then when we think of Jesus, we think, "Well, He must be so upset right now." But then Jesus goes, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not coming to burden you in this situation. What your soul needs is my delight in you. I'm coming to take your burdens, not put more burdens on you." One of the one of the scriptures there says, "I am your." Oasis. You see, the heart of Jesus is an oasis in the midst of all that's going on in life. Particularly because, at his core of course, Jesus is not frustrated or demanding. He's delighted and speaking joy and peace and drawing close to our hearts. So You see, as you see the heart of Jesus, it changes our whole experience. You see... Now, back to the idea of a yoke. You'll see, you'll see how this all ties together. You see, a yoke was an implement, right? And uh, what, the, what a yoke did was it was like a, a wooden beam, and it allowed a stronger animal and a weaker animal to be joined together. Now, what would in, inevitably happen is that there, the, the, what they were pulling would become this joint effort. But the stronger animal would carry the greatest burden of what was happening. And so Jesus is basically saying this. He's saying, I experience life and I look at life and I'm not overwhelmed or discouraged by life. And I look at your life and I'm not overwhelmed or discouraged. And so come and join your life with mine. And what he's offering us is not an escape from life but a different experience in the midst of the worst of life. Life in reality, can be so dark and wearisome. Just one word from from someone who we love can so deeply hurt us that we feel drained of the energy to carry on, to shoulder the burden, or we can feel misunderstood, used. We can feel that sometimes in life that we're the forgotten person, we're unappreciated, or we can feel like it's one punch after the other, And we can say, Lord, where do I go? And you know, the sad thing is that for many of us, when we think about spending time with Jesus, we think, oh, Jesus, I have profoundly, I know I should be spending more time with you. I feel so guilty. And Jesus goes, no, 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 no. I'm not coming to offer you guilt. I'm coming to offer you peace. I am your oasis. And so the Bible is pretty much saying here that there can be such a profound um, joining together of our hearts and Jesus' heart. That no matter what life may throw at us, we're immune to the punches and the bottom lines and the negative self-evaluations that can come with life. Jesus is delighted in you, friends. Friends, if you are feeling burdened in any way, if you feel like you're not measuring up, if you feel like you are failing at making sure that you live as this faith-filled, buoyant Christian in the midst of what is going on, here's, here's the good news from the heart of Jesus, not what Fifi Formson is saying, but from the heart of Jesus, I am delighted in you. I'm not whipping and saying, give more. I have come to provide for my resources, my heart, my joy, and I freely share who I am with you. Come and be yoked with me. Because the offer is not of a challenge-free life, but a life where the burden is not crushing, but it's easy and it's bearable. And there is joy and peace in the midst of it. Now, this is about the point where often preachers will go, okay, let's pray, but it would be a miss for me not to shift to, how does this message of the easy yoke that I've been speaking about, the heart of Jesus, okay, okay, Fifi, what, what practically do you mean? Here is what I mean. And it is, it's a, it's a simple thing here. I found that not spending time with Jesus makes it extremely difficult, extremely difficult, to experience the heart of Jesus more than my experience of all that life throws. So Jesus offers it and the first thing he says is come to me. So the first thing it should remove is this false guilt from our quiet times, but rather a faith to say I am going to I am going to open my Bible in the mornings or in the evenings or whenever a definite set time and I'm going to my oasis. And and so that that's the first thing. Now I have I found that this is this is a profound thing. Sometimes I feel like saying to people, no 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 quiet time is not a guilt thing and it isn't. But here's here's where the rub is. You will go and open your Bible, not because you must, but because Jesus invites you to. And his invitation is from faith. If you really believe that he is your oasis, you will go and open and say, I cannot make this day without encountering the oasis. And so what I do simply is I, i create a ritual now i have this coffee pot and every day every morning as the coffee is brewing i know it's my time so and and as the smell of the coffee hits i realize this is oasis time this is time to connect with the heart of jesus and so i slow down and i I open my bible and i literally I, i start to read but right from the beginning i say, jesus i'm coming to you holy spirit connect me to Jesus and and, and 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 it's so important to realize that that our goal is not to get through just reading but to encounter him as we read. And so I do that and then and then what I do is um, I say Jesus what, what do you want to speak to me today? Because you see out of his heart will come Beautiful things. Now let me 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 warn you about this. If we go with the uh, Jesus's demanding mentality, every time you read something from the Scripture, you'll be reminded of what you are not measuring up to. Avoid that danger. That is not. Can you see the Scripture? Jesus says. Now it doesn't mean that you'll never read things where you're not measuring up, but even when you read something that. falling short of jesus invitation is to experience life with him you read that thing where it says be sexually pure that is an invitation for jesus to say this is what i will give you in light ease of my spirit you read that invitation where it says forgive your husband or your wife now you guys know those of you who are married this is a toughie but Think of it this way: Jesus is saying, "Come, come to me. Out of my heart will flow a delighted forgiveness and grace and mercy towards you." He's not coming to give you another burden, because that's how sometimes you can read the scriptures and it can be, oh, "I read this today," and we can take some strange joy in whipping ourselves in the scriptures, but that is not the heart of Jesus. Now. So that's the first thing I would say during this season, friends. It's an invitation to encounter him more in the scriptures. I, I, I know that you know this, but sometimes we need to hear the come again. Draw near. Draw near in faith. Get that one bit. And, and more than that, meditate on everything that you read in the morning. Say, Jesus, what are you saying to me? Underline that bit. Maybe write it in another notebook. Maybe see and and allow that to go through your mind throughout the day. And then here's the last thing, and I'll I'll close for us in prayer, is the last thing that it calls us to do is not only to meet him at the specific time, whether it's morning or evening, but if we do that, it is so much easier for us to, throughout the day, just evaluate. So here's the thing. So let's say you have a fight with, with a friend. Do you know how that sometimes feels like a punch in the stomach? Because you start thinking, am I I a horrible person? And all these thoughts can can feel like they overwhelm you. And it's at that moment where we need to lean back into Jesus and say, Jesus, speak the truth to me. Jesus, speak the truth to me. And so that's something that I am learning and growing in. And I invite you guys to do that too, because Jesus says, come. He says, come, not just in the quiet time, but come in the moments where life seeks to redefine who you are. You you fail with the children, and your first thought is, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad dad. And Jesus at that moment says, come, let's carry this being a mother and a father together. Um, You deliver a bad project at work and it feels like your boss is upset with you. At that moment, Jesus says, come, let me tell you who you are and let us do this thing together. Let's fix it and let's get even better. Can you see? It just changes your whole experience of life because you see that, like what I said earlier, it might not have sounded so profound, but this is what determines how we progress is not so much what happens to us, but how we experience what happens to us. And this scripture, which I've read to you today, is Jesus' invitation, whether it's red, sunny, or, 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 or dark, whether it's raining or dry, whether it's life is heavy, or whatever happens in life, whatever life throws to us. Jesus says, I want to do life so wrapped together. That your whole experience of it will be, my goodness, this is light and enjoyable. I can see Jesus' heart in every moment, in every challenge, and we won't be being wishful thinkers, you know, the Christian thing to say. It will go to the deepest parts of our being. Because you see, the fact way Jesus, the reason why Jesus reveals his heart is because he wants us to experience it. He's not giving, doing it as a show and saying, you'll never know this. He, he says, this is who I am. Now, here is the invitation to experience it in every moment of life. So I end with those words. And if you're an unbeliever, that is, you haven't fully come to Jesus and said, Jesus, I take your yoke not just in Moments, but as I want to be yoked with you in your death and in your resurrection, and become a child of God, become a Christian. In my deep soul, I, I know that I maybe go to church and I listen to sermons, but I, I I don't know if I have that living relationship with you. Today, he to you, he's saying, "Come." And if you're feeling weary, burdened, or if this like like me, this you're not particularly feeling like this. is crazy, but. But a lot has happened and you've experienced lockdown, you've experienced moments of loneliness, moments of, even to you, he says, come, I want you to experience the world like I do. So let me pray for us and uh, we will end off. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are offering us a yoke that's different from what we already experienced. And today I pray for every person, I don't know their situation, but you do, and you're offering your heart so even as they come to you would you give them a life that is easy fresh and i pray that they would experience life totally differently close to you and see life as you do for those who don't know you yet help them to encounter you in a meaningful way help them wash them of their sin and cause them to trust in you with all that they are.